Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Ryan and Russ Show. On today's episode, we discuss Neil Brown and the West Virginia football team at Big 12 Media Day. All ahead on the Ryan and Russ Show. And we welcome you back to your source for West Virginia sports. I'm Rambling Rush. He's Moneyline Mac. We are the Ryan and Rush Show, and we're getting right into it. Ryan, Neil Brown just got got off the stage with ESPN as part of Big 12 Media Day. Um, Went over the transfer portal, recruiting, uh, of course, the offense, defense. Everyone's curious about the quarterback battle. Uh, What Initial thoughts, what's something that stood out to you from Neil Brown talking on stage? Feels like Neil and the staff have a level of confidence of knowing who they are, what identity they're going to be. They touched on the experience of the offensive line, 132 combined starts back from that offensive line. We saw it the last three games of the year when they were able to run the ball for 100-plus games in all three games, sweeping the Oklahoma schools, and that was without C.J. Donaldson. So, yeah, it feels like this team knows who they are, but he also touched on the, the reality of they have 11 Power 5 teams too. He, he mentioned if, if he had to make a schedule, it would not start at Penn State, and then you have Pitt two weeks later, then you have a grueling nine-week Big 12 schedule. So, yeah, I mean, he touched a little bit of everything, but I, I sense a level of confidence from Neil and the staff in that program right now headed into a pivotal year number five. I agree. There There is confidence from Neil Brown that we haven't seen in a while. I kind of wish the, – the one thing – that I, I I didn't like of all of this because I'm dude I'm I'm getting ready to trust the climb man I'm 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 getting right back into <laughs> it Neil Neil's convinced me I just wish he didn't say the quiet part out loud with with the schedule wishing he didn't put it together this way I, I I agree I don't think anyone would it's one of the hardest easily the top five hardest schedule in college football this year it, but there is something about that mentality we'll play anyone anywhere anytime I'm not saying that he didn't disagree with that point either just he just kind of said the quiet part out loud but he also mentioned too it's it's a 12 round match you know you go week by week the only on the only team on our mind right now is Penn State which may be the hardest team we play all season long and hey when you have a whole off season to prepare for your hardest team um that's a really good thing you brought up the offense um we Chad Scott the running backs coach last year is now the offensive coordinator I think Neil Brown did say he will be calling plays um you're absolutely correct with the offensive line. I don't think it's a problem when your most experienced group on the football team is the offensive line. Always good to be good in the trenches and trench warfare, um, especially with Frazier, our center, uh, being being an All-American. Um, the quarterback battle was interesting. Wasn't ready to name a starter yet, uh, but he, he likes the athleticism from uh, Nico and Garrett Green a lot. Uh, going to be interesting to see who he goes with. We're leaning towards Garrett Green. Um, you could also see some two quarterback play where Green's out for one, then Nico comes out for for the other. You do run into a little bit of that if you have two quarterbacks. You have no quarterbacks, but in college football, you can get away with that. that I think that's more of a pro thing. The only thing where things could – this could either be a, an advantage for West Virginia or a disadvantage because Garrett Green is a right-hander and Nico is a left-hander. Um, I'm not saying that they're, it's easy to figure out. Obviously you have to maybe move a tackle over, maybe change your offense a little bit and which could confuse a lot of defenses, especially if you kind of have those guys going in and out. Um, however, you know, is, is Neil Brown saying need to can't turn the ball over, can't make dumb plays. Can't, we can't beat ourselves. You know, sometimes that can cause confusion on the offense as well. So 
Hopefully that's a seamless transition. If you do need to transition those guys at any time, but the right versus left-hander thing is an interesting uh, thing as well. But also him talking about that this offense is going to have be completely different this year, going to have a new look. So I'm hoping for a lot of RPOs. I'm hoping for a lot of different options. I'm hoping that this is that run first team that we talked about, especially if your offensive line followed by your running backs group is your best two groups uh, on the team, especially uh, from the offensive perspective. Yeah, and it, and it should be noted that Neil did call the plays at the end of last year. I forget exactly which week he took over, but he he was calling plays the last three games when Garrett Green had those starts in the in the Oklahoma sweep series. It, it's pretty simple. He's going to ride Donaldson till his tongue comes out. Uh, Jalen Anderson and Justin Johnson both showed flashes when Donaldson went down with an injury, and you just ride right behind that that veteran offensive line group and. I think Garrett Green is going to win the job. I think he's just saying Nico has a chance just because you, you want you want to preach competition this time of year. But I, I Garrett Green showed enough, I think, at the end of the year where he can be a guy that's just really competitive, a gamer. You 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 come away asking after the game, how did how did he get that done? It, it's just he makes winning plays. And I think that's what Garrett Green's gonna provide this offense with his dual threat. But at the same time, Garrett Green does play reckless at times by the stuff that we like from him, the gamer type. And Nico may get a uh, opportunity, kind of like he did at the Oklahoma State end of the game, where Garrett Green had to go out with an injury. One guy that they're really high on, and multiple guys spoke spoke to this rush, and and I know we agree, is uh, the NC State transfer wide receiver, Devin Carter. What are your thoughts on Devin Carter? Hello, Rambling Rush here. And we'll take you back to your episode momentarily. The Ryan and Rush Show is on its way to monetization, and we need your help. Please subscribe to our show if you haven't yet and let your friends know all about it. The Ryan and Rush Show is your source for West Virginia sports and our goal is to make this our full-time job and to give you the best news and analysis available. Again, that's the Ryan and Rush Show. Please subscribe today and share with all your friends. Now back to the episode. Well, I mean, his size and athleticism. I mean, people kept talking about that over and over again, especially Doug Nestor. He's like, wow, this guy's huge. He's already being a leader in in the wide receiver room as part of the offense which is great always good to have a leader and then you know the wide receivers around him neil brown spoke to speed we're big on speed this year so if you have that big size number one uh wide receiver and devin carter and then you're able to kind of get those those guys that are able to get open those more speed demons maybe they don't have the size but it does it's someone's going to be open because you have, if you have the offensive line protecting you, the defense is concerned about Garrett Green or Nico running the ball. You know, Devin Carter's. You have a, you know, a, someone in the backfield and a linebacker on him. I mean, people are going to be open. You do have the makings and, and the weapons to to create that, but it's not, you know, going back to the whole you can't beat yourself. Don't force things. Just play smart, disciplined football. And as Neil Brown was talking about, kind of switching over to the defense side of things, Ryan is defense wasn't talked about a lot, but it was talked about in the sense where it needs to be simplified, stressed fundamentals and good tackling, which is something that, that, that was lacked, you know, lackadaisical last year. And and I'm glad to see Neil Brown kind of omit that right of way right away and, and get back to where we need to on the defensive side. And also speaking of defense, uh, won't reveal who this is, but someone high up in the athletic department, I brought this up before, uh, has stated that they are very confident in the defense this year, which was great to hear. Uh, and if 
I revealed who said these things, people would be <laughs> like, yeah, okay, that's that's a good mouth saying these things. It's just trustworthy. Um, so well, I'm like I said, I'm I'm on the trust to climb wagon, Ryan. I, I'm ready to let's go scale the mountains. Let's go over to Cooper's Rock, man. Let's start practicing yeah. ourselves. I, I, I don't really like, I'm not a big fan of the trust the climb phrase. I'm more about just win the damn games now, but I, but I do agree that I, I am higher on this team than I think the general public, we are higher on this team than the general public. And, and I'll touch on the defense too. He, uh, Neil talked about the defensive secondary that they added through the transfer portal, Montre Miller, Anthony Wilson, Keyshawn Cobb, uh, and Beanie Bishop guys that played impactful uh, games at different programs that were all league in their different uh, respective leagues, whether it's Georgia Southern or Kent state, they, they, they feel good about their defense and able to make it, make a jump here um, and, and, and get back to being a good defensive team. Like they were in the COVID year in 2021 last year was a re- real big disappointment, especially giving up 150 yards a game on the ground. That was not what this defense had been under Neil Brown so far in his first uh, four years. The defensive back, the secondaries, Ryan, it seems like it's always been our our strong suit for for West Virginia. And then, of course, you know, having Burks in there as well, um, definitely a, a top 20, 25 player, maybe all of the Big 12. Uh, yeah. So just having him back there being the anchor, you know, it's it's we're I'm feeling a lot better after this media day than I did going into it. And and that's a good thing, especially going back to what we originally mentioned, what you originally mentioned, Ryan, with Neil Brown's just confidence. I haven't really seen him speak like that um, in a while. Um, and a couple other notes that I gathered from the media day, and, and Neil Brown pointed this out, is when he took this job back in, in 2019, now that he's going into his fifth, fifth year, the job he took and the job now is completely different. Obviously, back in 2019, we didn't have the pandemic yet. We didn't have the transfer portal yet. We didn't have... NIL yet. So of course, for, for any program, you know, that's tough, but Neil Brown seems very confident in the fact that they've figured it out now that they're being more progressive in how they attack the transfer portal. And he brought up, you can't look out four to five years anymore. This is a year by college sports is now a year by year league. Uh, and he said his goals, he liked to recruit 20 players out of high school every year. Um, and usually that falls within a 600 mile radius of West Virginia, which is actually West Virginia is a very excellently, excellently located state. We can get almost anywhere, you know, within a six hour radius of West Virginia. And then the secondary market being the, the more Southeast, the more deep South. Uh, but it, it, it's nice to see Neil Brown embrace kind of just where college football is, college athletics in general, and not fight it being like, you know what? We have to be innovative. We have to take this year by year. We kind of have this formula of how many guys we want from high school. The rest, we got to figure it out. If we lose someone, oh, well, we want people that want to play here. We can make it up in the portal. So very confident Neil Brown, Ryan. Yeah, and, and one answer I did get a good laugh at is when they asked him about the newcomers and how it could impact recruiting, and uh, Neil kind of laughed it off because it's like Cincinnati, we already recruit Ohio. Obviously, uh, on a, on basket, on the basketball side of things, Hugs has made a living in Ohio, and then we've always recruited Florida guys um, uh, at football back to the Dana days. So he, he, and he, and he joked, you know, it's more just nice that our fan base – has the opportunity now 
to drive to a conference foe. Cincinnati's four and a half hours away. Hell, I think our fan base would even be willing to drive down to Orlando to spend a uh, nice warm uh, Saturday in November. That That's nothing compared to going all the way out to the Midwest with, with as much we, we had to have um, in Kansas, Oklahoma, and Texas uh, for traveling purposes. I'll be curious when the when the day comes and we play at Provo, how many people are going to go out there. I don't know if we can drive that one. Well, not drive, but just how many West Virginia West Virginia fans you see in general. Yeah. Uh, it is because now BYU kind of has that same thing going on um, on the other end. Uh, but I will say one thing that kind of my more comedic side, and this is obviously more personal, when Neil Brown was talking about how uh, you know there's no professional teams in West Virginia – like a football game is not just a football game. This is an all day event. Like guys don't plan weddings on this. I'm like, Oh, I planned a wedding on one. Yeah. Of no, he took days. a jab right at you. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, Oh, he might've been watching the, watching the Ryan and Rush show and took a jab back at us. So no, that, that was, that was funny. It was like, Oh, sorry, Neil. I disappointed. I disappointed the client for one day this year. <laughs> but, but to speak about what you're talking about, where it is, an event for our fan base. There's six home games a year on a good year, seven, maybe eight back in the day. But that that's why everybody has the level of passion that they have. Everybody in the state rallies around one team, the West Virginia Mountaineers. And that's why when you're 22 and 25 through four years, everybody, there's such a level of frustration. They, everybody that's watching the show right now wants Neil Brown to be good. Nobody dislikes Neil Brown. So everybody's going to rally around him and hopefully, uh, this program has a really good year and, and bounces back from a disappointing year because the stat they let off West Virginia football hasn't had back-to-back losing season in over 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but I, 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 we definitely, and we've talked about this before Ryan is the, you know, us finishing 14th in the big 12 last place is we, we definitely know it's not going to be that we, you know, we've gone over all all the different skill levels and positions. And if the cards are played right, and this does come down to Neil Brown, though, the coaching, you he has the pieces he needs to at least get to a bowl this season. I know it's the, the hardest schedule. I know, you know, there's a lot of things, a lot of pressures on the line. I know the Big 12's new this year, and there's a lot more to figure out. But the, the puzzle's there. The pieces are right there. Now you got Neil Brown has to, you know, back up everything he said today and, and put it together. So, I like it, Ryan. I'm feeling I'm I'm standing by. I think we'll at least go six and six. Hopefully, seven and six. You know, win a bowl, have a nice winning record. But I'm feeling at least six and six. Hey, everyone! Moneyline Mac from the Ryan and Russ Show, your source for West Virginia sports. As we wrap up year number one on the Ryan and Russ Show, we can't thank you enough for your loyalty and support. And as we transition into year number two, we need your help. We need you to get over there and subscribe. It takes 10 seconds out of your day and really helps out the show. The future is bright in West Virginia Athletics, the Big 12, and of course, the Ryan and Russ Show. And we can't wait to be with you every step of the way, bringing you the necessary content and information you need. So remember, subscribe, and let's go Mountaineers. I agree. May, and if things bounce right, 7-5, and five, hell, maybe even 8-4. and four. Key, uh, You never know. You never know who you're playing in October. You can't play the schedule game this early because you don't know who's banged up at the quarter position, quarterback position, the quarter position, quarterback position, uh, offensive line, defensive line. You, you never know when you're playing a team on that day. So that's why they play the games. And 
yeah, I think this is a good bounce back spot for the Mountaineers this yeah. year. I mean, we saw it last year with Oklahoma State and Oklahoma. I mean, you you're right. You don't know what you're playing for at the end of the season. Um, you mm-hmm. can only kind of you know project out the first couple games. And we saw last year with TCU, right, Ryan? Is no one thought TCU would be in the national championship last year? And of course, I'm not yeah. saying West Virginia is going to be in the national championship this year. But the thing about college football and now and now with NIL and transfer portal, a lot of parity. Um, I mean, these are maybe they're kind of professionals now with how they're getting paid, but they're definitely from a mindset standpoint. They're definitely still more of that kind of amateur mindset. And hey, it's amateur mindset. Mistakes happen in games. Things, you know, people aren't able to live up to the moment. So anything can happen at any time. But I, I do agree. We're both riding high on the Mountaineers this year. It's not going to be as bad as it seems. Probably won't be as great as it seems as our old saying yeah. goes. But we'll, they'll figure it out this year. Absolutely. And we'll, of course, looking forward to week three and that pick game. Yeah, no, that I, that's we're talking about games where they kind of gave away last year. That was the game. They played well enough to win that game. They should have won that game. Whether you want to say they should have went for it, they should have caught the ball that led to a pick six. You 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 pick your your point of the game where you're like, man, we really gave that game away. But I think we can all agree they should have won that game. They were the better team, but just didn't finish. So yeah, like you said, TCU was able to finish all these games last year. Iowa State wasn't. We were somewhere kind of in the middle, closer to Iowa State, obviously, but. College football has a funny way of evening out the next year with just, like you said, amateurs in the NIL transfer portal era. So, yes, good bounce back spot. Going to be a fun season, Ryan. Uh, Next week on the Ryan and Russ show, we will be interviewing someone very special to the West Mm -hmm. Virginia uh, community, Uh, a good person just in time for football season. Uh, So we're looking forward to that. We won't say their name. One, we got to tease it out a little bit, right? And two, last time we brought up who we're interviewing next, Eric Stevenson, um, a lot of crazy things happened, and we had to push back that interview. So we'll still get him on. Don't worry. So we we don't want to jinx ourselves this time because we're really excited for this guest, and and it'll be a, it'll be a great interview. So looking forward to to teasing that out and getting that out for everyone. Uh, we also have TBT around the corner, um, and looking forward to covering their games before football season the storm really starts up ryan with football season around the corner uh we love you all go mountaineers and and have a great week let's go mountaineers have a good weekend